When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast. We're a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. I'm Kate and I'm here today with my co-host Susan to chat about the concept of savings, specifically developing a savings mindset, the benefits of planning and how to reach your savings goals. Well, Susan, what is your personal approach to saving and how do you view savings? That's a really interesting question because I'm not sure I ever thought about my personal approach to savings till much later when I realised that my probably philosophy on savings was so different to other people's. And as I grew older, I realised some people just like to spend. I thought that was just a thing we all did when we were young and we all wanted to spend our money and go out and obviously have a good time, shows, theatres, movies, a few drinks. And it wasn't until later on I realised some people still did that, even though they were quite a lot older. As I mean, uh, we've got an acronym nowadays for it. It's called YOLO. Yes. Well, <laughs> it, it's a really hard one. I understand where people go with that, but most of us are going to live for quite a long time and we don't really want to be stuck on the pension So we need to think about how much we want to put away for that retirement. And at the other end, there's a whole new group growing called FIRE, um, financial independence and retire early. And I really think that's a good thing to think about. You know, do you want to be financially independent? And for women, I I thoroughly recommend thinking about that. And that idea that retirement or working less than nine to five or working for yourself is something you know that can be really wonderful and can open up so many avenues to a traditional life of going nine to five and working for some boss that you probably won't really like Mm. so when do you when did you start saving well I probably started saving relatively young with my first job even at 15 putting a little bit aside because you know I wanted to go traveling so that was a a goal I wanted to you know as soon as I finished school I wanted to go somewhere and do something so that was my short-term goal but it probably helped me develop a pattern later on in life of just continuing to save there's always another goal Mm. You go traveling, then you come back and you go, oh, I want to do this or I want to Yeah, buy so a car, you started house. off saving because you wanted to travel and then it just sort of evolved from there. You mm. did it for your next goals. Mm. I mean, okay. our parents were, I presume, middle class, as most Australians are, and they weren't going to give me a car. They weren't going to give me a house. They weren't going to give me, oh, you know, you've turned 18, have a trip around the world. I had to work for it and save for it. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, uh, when I started working full-time a few years ago, just suddenly receiving a full-time paycheck, it was amazing. And I just spent it all. <laughs> I think I got to the end of about month four at this full-time job and realised I only had a few hundred dollars in the bank account. And sort of 
I think that made me reevaluate and go, what am I doing? Mm. I, I should have some money by now. Mm. Um, and also um, it depends how you get the job because I had been working part-time for many years. So you only had a little bit of money and you, you got used to spending a relatively small amount. But perhaps if you go out and your first job is a big yeah. full-time job, you get used to having oh a, sudden, a lot of money. Yeah, and it definitely was a lot of money for me coming out with just working at small part-time jobs during high school and suddenly got been on a full-time salary. That's, I mean, And crazy. you do realise people, and I've spoken to many people, they always think that if they earn, you know, 50,000 would solve their problems or 100 or half a million would it solve your financial problems. And people go, oh, yes, yes, I've just got a bit more, I've got a bit more. But it doesn't work that way. The truth is you might be on half a million and I've known all sorts of lawyers and doctors on half a million and they still have financial problems. So it's really not about how much salary you have. In most cases, it's really about how you manage what you have. And if you can't manage a salary of 50000 you're still going to struggle on 100000 or 500000 The problems change, but the difficulty of budgeting and living within your lifestyle will continue mm. I think now I definitely after I sort of reevaluated a few months in I started to actually put some money aside each month and I think that's grown and I now like seeing that the number increase and yep. knowing that I'm actually growing it rather than just spending it every month mm. and and you've got a goal and that's really great and you can say in 12 months, I want to achieve this lump sum or in 18 months. So having your goals can be really um, vitalizing in your savings program. And also having that sort of safety blanket where you've got uh, people recommend all sorts of different amounts. Some say a one month emergency fund, three months, six months, but just having something to fall back on. If you're you fall sick, you mm, have some family stuff to deal with, lose your job. Have a, no jobs an emergency guarantee. fund, safety mm. blanket money. It's yep. got all sorts of different names. Um, but just having something there, if anything happens, maybe your car, yep. That yep. so you don't have to go into debt if you have some expenses that have come up. Yeah, and I've often had to try and retrain people who have lived from paycheck to paycheck, and that's the way they've always lived. But if you give them a new way of looking of saving their money and you realise if they did save and monitor what they spent, they wouldn't be in this terrible situation of each month or each fortnight running out of money and scrambling. And when you're short of money, of course, you are delayed. And if you don't pay that credit card, you have extra interest payments, which makes it harder. Mm. If you don't pay utility bills, don't pay this or that, it actually costs you more money because you get hit with overdue fees. Mm. So having enough money to pay your bills on time is actually the cheapest way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to develop that savings mindset where you you sort of put some aside every month from your paycheck or however yep. it is. Every month. Um, I know one lady who was living on that, you know, mouth to mouth. She had children to feed the whole bit. But every once a week she had the economy dinner and she said, right, you know, you're going to be on baked beans and lettuce that one night a week and that's my $20 which will go into my share plan and bit by bit she built up enough bought some shares and then it grew from there and she explained to the children why she was doing it 
She explained why they were going to have, you know, one pretty cheap meal a week and what she was doing with it. And they agreed. And people will often help you if you're saying, you know, I can't go out and have a alcoholic mm. drink. So I'm on mineral water and lemonade, you know, because I've got this this plan. And they will get supportive. Yeah. Your friends should support you. Yeah. Savings doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your whole lifestyle. You no. might just have to cut back on a few things mm. to in order to have some money to put away. Mm. And I listen, I give him the taxi driver telling me he has no money. And I say, well, have you got Foxtel or Netflix or whatever? Oh, yes, I've got that. Now, you know, I know it's getting cheaper, but, you know, that that's money. Do you really need to have something like that? Or... Uh, do you need to have the latest mobile phone or the latest computer game? They're priorities. They're nice to have. But if you've got a saving plan, that's when you say, do I really need to buy this next thing? Or could I delay it? Could I pick it up secondhand? Um, can I borrow it from a friend? And you just change the way, you know, reduce, reuse. Mm. Um, so changing the way you think about money and the money that's coming into your bank account. And it's not all there to just out. be spent. But it's more, we often can't change a lot about the money coming in. It's about the money going out. That's yeah. what we have control of, the money going out. Because I know not everyone can go off and get a higher paying salary, but think about, what are your, your expenses? expenses and your lifestyle choices? Your lifestyle and, choices and the wants and the wants and and think really be quite critical. You know, is this just a nice desire like getting the Netflix? Do I really need it? Is it for work? Is it for something else? You know, that other book was beautiful books. I could spend hundreds of thousands on beautiful books every year. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, well, you could if you go. <laughs> you could, you could. Yeah, you know, if that's your passion and it would be quite easy to do, to, let's say spend thousands. But there are very good libraries out there and you can all join a library. It doesn't mm. cost. And the libraries are usually very helpful. They, they usually have a service. You say, I really like this book. They go and buy it for you if they don't have it. And that's where budgeting comes into mm. um, comes in handy because you can actually – put limits on things and say well I know I really like this hobby I want to keep spending money on it but I'm going to cap it at this amount mm. or I have about five hobbies maybe I can bring that down to just three that are going to cost me money and you can sort of work that out on your budget yeah and you can get a lot of things online you can um, you know you might like yoga yes you can pay a lot of money and go to yoga classes but there's an awful lot of free online yoga mm. classes so you might pay for one or two a week and do the rest yourself I mean yoga is a pretty simple thing you can throw a towel down or do it on the carpet you know you don't need really any equipment um, now no not all sports are like that but there's there's a lot of ways you can do uh, sports or a hobby that are a bit more economical than you know other ways and another way to help with um putting money aside from your paycheck each month or fortnight or whenever it is is sort of the concept of paying yourself first mm -hmm. and you can sometimes get your employer to take money straight away out of your yep. paycheck and send it to a savings account or you as soon as your paycheck comes in you can put 10 percent, 5 percent, however much you've decided and send that straight to a high interest savings account that's yep. separate to your transaction account so you can 
Yeah, or you, you get a can't bonus spend it. at the year end. You know, it might be a thousand dollars or whatever. Or a tax refund. That's, oh, tax I refund. often see articles to say, oh, what, what should you spend your thousand dollar tax yeah. refund? Yeah, put it straight into that savings nice plan. That, yeah. Or if you do get a pay rise, say, well, I'm living okay on the pay I've got now. Mm. If you get a pay rise, chances is you'll just go out and spend so the, a bit the more. The lifestyle inflation. Yeah, and you'll get a better, you know, better wardrobe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think, well, I'll put the pay rise straight into my uh, savings account mm. and and you know look at uh, swapping your clothes around there's uh, i know people doing clothes swaps and things so you've got some new clothes to wear to work but you you know you're trying to buy them at sales or you're trying to buy them maybe through gumtree or or other ways of picking up um and selling old stuff mm, on oh, gumtree that stuff. is yeah, yeah. Uh, so many people just keep it and it just piles up in your house um, so get out there and, and sell. You'll be surprised what sells. I found a pack of cards the other day and I sold it for $50 or a, um, you know, I had, my favorite one. I, we, um, repaved a balcony and I had all these broken tiles, seriously broken brown tiles. Now who mm. would want those? They were going to fill up the bin, bags and bags of this. And I put them on Gumtree and someone paid me $50 and took them away because they were going to Pacific Island where you could not get tiles and they were going to do something with them. Now, wow. The craft, hobby, school, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, who would have thought? Yeah, one man's that. trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. So you'd be surprised what might be lying around. It might be clothes you haven't really worn. Uh, it, you know, might be records, CDs. You might bundle a group up and sell them for ten or twenty dollars. Yes, mm. I know it might be a lot of money, but, but it adds up. And it adds up. Every time you get twenty dollars cash, put it into the savings account. Yep, put it in the savings account. Recycle your school books if you had any. Um, I found a whole lot of law books that uh, someone left behind in a house, and there must have been sixty university sort of type law textbooks. Mm. And I went, what do I do with that? They go out of date. And I put them in a big uh, couple of suitcases, put them on Gumtree, you know, $100 near a sofa, just take the lot. And sure enough, some student came and wanted a law library and and just took them all. Mm. You know, so again, people just throw things out. Um, Yeah, and you you might think you don't have enough income to put anything aside for savings but that's really when you've got to have a look at what you're actually spending on every month mm-hmm. i think there's a great um asics money smart website have launched an app it's called track my spend oh, great. and you can actually um i think you can put your budget in there i'm not sure but you can track your expenses mm. and you can categorize them mm. um i know there's some other providers that do this as well um which you can probably find yeah. if you have a search around but you can actually see break down into the categories, where am I spending the most? Can I cut down on some of these categories? If I spend $50 left on, less on food each month um, because I'm going to make some of my own meals, I can put that money straight yeah. into my high interest savings account and then it's just going to grow. Yeah, the, you know, taking your own lunch. I mean, they're all old ideas, but, but good ones. You you know, do you actually know how much you spend on, on breakfast, lunches and dinners a week? Do you have a budget um, we're not saying don't go out, but what is reasonable for a single person to spend on going out to eat or going mm. out to drink? 
and you might surprise yourself you might think it's only a hundred dollars but it might be 200 or 250 you know if you chop 50 dollars off that or you know when you do go out with friends do you always have the most expensive do you actually think should i have the cheaper meal um and you know that's five dollars here and five dollars there at, at restaurants now so you know things like that there's always small ways that you know all those individual pennies as we used to say that you know save mm. the pennies and the pounds look after themselves yeah. and i mean with the new technology there's a few different companies and yeah. apps that are actually rounding up your spare change a yep. few um few of the financial institutions are doing that and a few other um, mm-hmm. financial technology companies are doing mm-hmm. that um you only have to look around there right. and i think a lot of the apps as you mentioned are now sort of like sort of personal trainers they're wealth trainers sort of trying to teach you and and i'm not saying go and spend any money in these apps but there's a few free ones out there that are trying to teach you you know mm. where to put your money so if you haven't done a budget that's always a good place to start yeah definitely ethics money smart website has some resources on that and there's plenty online yeah a bit of excel even just a pen and paper like yeah, even pen and paper, if you're not, not too need, complicated you know but you most of you probably know your income so then it's working out okay what my income's fixed the expenses. what are what are my expenses what what i have to pay it might be the mm. you know health insurance and the rent and those yeah. sort of things then what is left is what we call discretionary and what is your discretionary income you know going out drinking eating sport and then decide you know is that going to be the rest of it is that sort of over 50 percent of my uh, leftover expenditure and then you know that's where you really got to decide how much of those you really need versus want and where you can you know pull away maybe 10 might be 10 a week to start with or 20 and um you know it's nothing's too small i think some people think oh even 10 dollars a week well that's nothing i'll never get anywhere so i do nothing so it stops you ever developing a mindset but 520 dollars yeah over the year just put aside ten dollars a week yeah uh, and, and you'll get some interest and you get interest and you small, can then compound you get interest on your interest yeah. but it, it might make you thinking oh, okay i can actually do this and the yeah. next pay rise oh well i'll put that pay rise in and yeah. so suddenly you start know. small and slowly increase it yeah and it's great to it's I, I get a real sense of achievements seeing my savings account balance yeah grow and then you know you've got that safety net you've got a bit of money or you can you can go for that trip and also it's a very good habit when you do perhaps look at a bigger loan you know you might go i want a car loan or a home loan that you have a pattern of savings so when you apply for that home loan they want to know that you've actually managed to save money Mm. so there's no good saying oh yes i've got my 20 percent deposit because my mum and dad gave it to me bang they actually, most banks want to see you have ability to save so you can pay the mortgage. Yeah. So if you haven't been able to save anything, how are you going to pay the mortgage, which may be quite a bit more than the rent. Mm. So that's another thing that uh, history of savings is something banks do look at. Yeah. And a big thing uh, sort of in helping you with savings is starting out, creating goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the things that helped me get started is I started off with a small goal. It might have been to um, go for a trip with my mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But you sort of figure out what that goal is, your time frame, and mm-hmm. then you break it down to small um, 
weekly, monthly chunks. And that can really help you get started savings. Yeah, it's a bit like running the marathon. I mean, you might say, well, I can never get to the marathon. But if you read stories of people training, they don't start off running the marathon in the first day of training. Mm. It's slow steps and um, it's fantastic stories that people never run before. And, you know, that very slow each day just doing a little bit and maybe a little bit more and then you stop for a bit and then you start again. But the muscle memory shows the ability to keep going through and that's all. It's that learning a pattern which gets your mindset going, actually, I can do this and I can save and then you'll find it is easier. Yeah, so your first, your small short-term goals might be saving for an overseas trip, mm-hmm. uh, might be buying a car. Mm-hmm. Secondhand. Um, hopefully, yes. Secondhand car. Um, so those small goals you can break down and they're probably within a year, few year time frame. Mm. And then you might have big goals at the back of your mind, mm. like um, like buying a house or... Mm. Mm. Or the uh, elusive financial independence goal. Yeah, or your first first apartment, or you might be buy, buying your first apartment might turn out to be investment. And I mean, apartment. for young people today, the whole the buying the house goal is mm. it looks pretty scary, and it's, it looks like it's a long way off. Mm. But if you start that savings mindset and start with smaller goals now, mm. that'll really help you when you're going for those bigger goals mm. in the future. But, you know, buying a house is a bit similar. I mean, you don't start off with probably the house you really want to live in. Most of us can't do that. We start off with something small. So it might be a little one-bedroom flat. might be the first thing you buy in a further outer neighbourhood. And then you move up from that and you, you, you upsize, as we say, and you shift to the two-bedroom. And then, you know, you might get the smaller house you know further out of town mm. paying off a house is almost like a compulsory form of it savings is. it is and suddenly when you sell that for you some go, people it's their oh, only form some... of compulsory yep. savings so. and um, we like it and it's got tax advantages and things but you know you've got to think small just like you know buying a house you've got to start with a small one mm. um, so even though the whole buying the house thing might be so far away for you right now you start with those small goals mm. and then that'll help you really planning for the long-term financial goals. Mm. And like my first house was a little two-bedroom apartment in slightly not-so-seemly part of inner-city Melbourne, but, you know, it it forced me to save because I had to pay the mortgage Mm. and then, you know, use that then to leapfrog to the next one and the next one. But, you know, you've always, if you can think and break it down as something small rather than, oh, great big, you know, five-bedroom, two-bathroom house, you go, actually, it's something small. That is achievable. So it's no good if your goals are never going to be achievable. Yeah. So definitely, as they love to tell you in school, make sure it's a smart goal and it's mm. realistic. It's got a time frame. It's mm. achievable. And let people know what you're trying to do because then they'll yeah. support you. They get you know, carried along with, with your dream of, oh, you know, I want to go to Venice, I want to, you know, yeah. ski Switzerland, I, you know, whatever it wants Start to talking do. about that. That's what we love. We want people to do. We want people to start talking about the money conversation with their friends and families. And we think it's really powerful as well. And then people might support you or they might say, look, you know, I know you're saving, so I'll take you out here and you can keep saving, you know. Most people don't mind if they know you're saving for something that's really worthwhile. If, if you're just saying, oh, I'm not going to spend any money because, you know, I just want to buy a more expensive outfit, 
you know, that's not going to encourage people. But if you say, really, do you mind if I don't, you know, go out to dinner with you or only join you for coffee because I'm saving to get to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival next year or something like that. Or I want to walk, um, you know, across Gobi Desert. Mm. You know, people will get excited about that and go, wow, you know, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's an amazing goal. Yeah. I definitely encourage you to share your um, financial goals with your friends and family because they're going to have experiences. Um, they might have great stories to share that mm. um, may be positive and negative experience, but right. that can all help you. And it really starts that conversation. It's an easy way to get that conversation around money rolling. Mm. They might have some savings, tips and tricks. Yep. Um, yep, there's endless books in the library about how to save yeah. for your mortgage and, you know, a lot of them is really common sense stuff. You know, you mm. don't need to be Einstein to work out how to save. It's just really, you know, determined to do a few things, you know, pick up a book and say, right, I'll do those next five things. They're achievable and see if I can save my $10, $20, a week. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I think that about wraps up another episode. We'd love to hear if you have any savings horror stories, fantastic stories uh, that you'd like to share. We're always interested in hearing our listeners' feedback and any questions you have. So please feel free to catch us on Twitter at HowToMoneyAustralia or leave us a review on iTunes. You've been listening to the How To Money podcast.